I'm glad we're yeah. all on board about testicles being the worst thing on the planet. They absolutely are. They have their own climate. They're sticky but dry. They're hot but cold. <laughs> it makes no sense. And they smell like an array of fungi. An array of fungi? <laughs> Am I wrong? <laughs> no, I mean, I don't know what kind of nuts you've been smelling, but you know. Oh, God. Okay. What's up, everybody? Mm. Welcome to Mountain Mysteries. I'm Jay. We were going to do an ASMR oh. edition. Oh, but oh, what's your name? Wait. <laughs> but they don't want to know my name. They wanted to hear the ASMR edition of our podcast. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Are you? I had to delete it. Are you? I had to delete it. The cat kept fucking meowing. (laughs) I worked hard on that bit. (laughs) I drank so much orange vanilla (laughs) Coca-Cola. I'm sorry. I got you down. Yep. Okay. Hmm. It's like everybody else in my life. Oh, yeah. My name is Jay. (laughs) I'm Haley, and I'm pissed. (laughs) M's in the background over here in the room. <coughs> What's up? What's up? Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Welcome to Mountain Mysteries, mm-hmm. where we talk about all things spoopy <laughs> in Appalachia. Today, we are going to be talking about the... Solder children. Okay. For the 10th time, because you keep <laughs> deleting it. I'm sorry. And all of my ASMR... <laughs> <sighs> so... <laughs> Without further ado, before we have to stop again, <laughs> this is a story of the Sodder children. Sodder, spell that. S-O-D-D-E-R. Sodder. Okay. Yes. Cool. So. <laughs> like saw, dude. <laughs> a saw, dude. <laughs> Come on. So, the story starts with George Sodder and his family who immigrated to the States from Italy in 1905 when he was the ripe old age of 13. Mm. And for whatever reason, I couldn't find out why, but his brother moved back to Italy like not long after they moved here. So he, when he became of age, of course, he started his own business with construction and eventually started a business with hauling coal and freight. He was a very successful man. So... Damn, right out the gate. Yeah. Shit. Okay. Yeah. No, like he didn't play no games. So. Like as a 13 year old? Yeah, as a 13 yeah, year old. He was like. Business. Business. <laughs> as a 13 <laughs> So he ended up meeting a store owner's daughter, Jeannie Cipriani. Mm-hmm. Forgive me if I said her last name wrong. I am not Italian. <laughs> <laughs> not a scientist. Not a. A, a mathematician. mathematician. And now, now not you're Italian. not Italian. <laughs> not Italian. It's making me sound pretty bad at this point. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> what are you? <laughs> Nothing. So they actually moved to a settlement type deal mm-hmm. in Fayetteville, West Virginia, which was at the time an active Italian immigrant town. Oh, wow. Yeah. In West Virginia? In West Virginia. Mountain Mama? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I I didn't know that was a thing, but apparently it is a thing. Everything happens in West Virginia. I will stress that till the day I die. West Virginia is fucking wild, man. You know, they set the Silent Hill movie in West Virginia for some fucking reason. (laughs) Have you been to West Virginia? Yeah. Well, it makes sense. I get it. Yep. Yep. Go on. This isn't like West Virginia-esque. 
you know. But, yeah. yeah. So, from 1923 to 1943, they had hella kids. 23 to 43? Yes. Okay, I thought you said 43 to 43. <laughs> <laughs> they had hella kids. How many kids? They had hella kids. They had 10 kids. 10? Ten? 10 kids. They need a... Hella kids. They need a hobby. They need, they a, need hobby. a hobby. Who? A fucking hobby. Not a fucking hobby. <laughs> 10 kids in 10 years? 20 years. What, what did you 20. say? Yeah, 20 years. They had 10 kids. All right, so one every two years. Literally. Damn. Literally. That's Pull out game non-existent. Non-existent. <laughs> <sighs> oh, George. But, uh... So, <laughs> so to set the scene... They lived in a three-story house. Mm -hmm. They had a main floor, a basement, and what they referred to as an attic, which was just an upstairs, you know, Mm -hmm. as you do. And one of their non-correction, one of their 10 kids Mm -hmm. was in the war and he was overseas at the time of the incident. Nine of the kids were home for the holidays. It was Christmas Eve, right? Mm -hmm. So, it is Christmas Eve of 1945, and they decided to let nine of their kids open presents on Christmas Eve. Okay, yeah. So, they were just, you know, doing their thing, and everybody goes to bed, and Jeannie, the mother, mm-hmm. yeah, of course, she's the first one awake, the last one to go to sleep. It's after midnight, and she is making sure that everything is ready to go so she can go to bed herself. It's a sore spot, you know, but yeah, mothers never sleep. So, or get anything for Christmas. Or get anything for Christmas. It is what it is. <laughs> so, <laughs> the incident that we are going to be talking about, I don't even know how to preface this. Like, their, their house burned down. Out of nowhere? Out of nowhere. On Christmas Eve. Okay. What about Christmas lights? <clears throat> well, so, <laughs> the family's home mm-hmm. caught on fire. Technically Christmas morning, 1945. Mm-hmm. So, in the months leading up to the fire, and this is just to give you an idea of why it was so suspicious... Uh, there was a stranger that came up to the house asking George for work with his hauling business. And he wandered to the house and pointed out two separate fuse boxes and said, this is going to cause a fire someday. How old, How recent was that to the fire? Just a, like a month or two before the fire. Huh. It gets better. So um, he said he just had the house checked by an electrician. Everything was fine. Shortly after that, somebody came to the house trying to sell George and his family life insurance. Interesting. And George refused. And the dude said, and I quote, your goddamn house is going up in smoke, end quote. And, quote, your children are going to be destroyed, end quote. Jesus. Yeah. Wow, dude. And then voiced his opinion on how George openly did not like the current Italian dictator. Okay. That was his only flaw. Like the the county magistrate said that George and his family were very well-respected people. Mm-hmm. Like everyone loved George and his family. And also just prior to Christmas, they noticed that there was a car with a man inside parked along the highway watching the kids walk home from school. Okay. So this just gives you an idea of 
like while a little this, bit of background of like why that's a little bit suspicious. Yeah, the whole house fire itself is sus. So did they die? Hmm, <clears throat> that's mm-hmm. the question, isn't it? So around twelve thirty Christmas morning, you know, it was just after midnight, and all of the kids had gone to bed. Mm-hmm. So Jeannie is going through the house, making sure you know lights are out, doors are locked, whatever. Yeah. She got a strange phone call. Go on about the phone call. (laughs) She got a strange phone call and heard an unfamiliar female's voice asking for an unfamiliar female's name. Both of these people, Jeannie had no idea who, like, did not know either of them. Mm -hmm. And she said, you had the wrong number and hung up. But she did make note that she heard, quote unquote, strange laughter and glasses clinking in the background. Which makes me think Christmas like a, party. Yeah. Christmas party, yeah. Someone's drunk, called the wrong number. Probably. So, didn't think much about that. So, she went to check on everyone and saw Marion, who is the oldest daughter, mm-hmm. um, asleep on the couch and assumed the other children had already gone to bed. Mm-hmm. She noticed the downstairs lights were still on. This is important. The curtains were open. Okay. And the front door was unlocked. Which she was pretty sure she didn't open the curtains and left the door locked, but whatever. She did her thing and went back to bed. Mm -hmm. So this was around 1230. And she had just started dozing off when she heard a loud bang on the roof, followed by a rolling noise. Okay. And she said, fuck this shit. It's like midnight. I'm going back to bed. So she went back to bed. (laughs) (laughs) That's I mean, that did you do? I ain't finna get up in the middle of the night and go check on something like that's a fucking mood. Exactly. So later demons. Literally. Later demons. So she said she went back to sleep, and about an hour later, this would have been one one thirty. She woke up to a pile of smoke in their bedroom, and hers and George's bedroom. So obviously, she's like, George, get the fuck up, like. What are you- <laughs> Why are you still asleep? <laughs> How were you still asleep? You Literally. Yeah. We'd be dying, George. We be dying, George. Like. <laughs> so, uh, let me tell about George. George is absolutely daddy material. Like, Oh, is he? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, coming from a mother, I'm like. Oh, oh my God. No, it's it gets better. So, <laughs> so, they ran through the house, George and Jeannie, and they're like yelling to wake all the kids up on the first floor and the top floor. So they couldn't get up the steps. There were five children upstairs. And the other four. Why? They were on fire. Oh yeah, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah. As as it does. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm stupid. Come on. Well. Uh so the staircase was indeed on fire and they couldn't get up the steps, you know. Mm -hmm. So they yelled at the kids. But they didn't hear any anyone yelling back. They couldn't get up the steps. So hmm. they made it outside. Um, mom, dad, and four of the kids. And George is like, wait, something ain't right. We're missing hella kids right now. We're missing like over half. Oh, we're missing over half our kids right now. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> it was John, 23, Marion, 17, George Jr., 16 and sylvia which was only two mm-hmm. that made it out of the house 
and Maurice, 14, Martha, 12, Louis, 9, and Jenny, who was 8, were unaccounted for. Okay, so we're missing... So, we're missing how many? We're missing five kids. Missing five kids. Wait, no. Hold on. No, that's wrong. I'm missing one kid. Betty was left in there, too. She was five. (laughs) (laughs) Betty was still inside. She was five. Okay. So... Yeah, he's like, oh, shit, we're missing some fam. And he he busted out a window Aww. on the first floor. Uh-huh. And, like, obviously lacerated his arm all to hell, like, Aww. and tried to get in. But he couldn't see anything, obviously. You know, the whole yeah. house was on fire. So, after George busted out the window, mm-hmm. he decided to try and find a ladder that is always propped up by the upstairs window. Okay. Why, I don't know, but like in hindsight, it's actually a really good idea. Yeah. If you have a two-story house, you know, shit like this happens. And what do you know? It's gone. It's gone. Of course. The ladder that's always there is conveniently missing. So, George, you know, he hauls coal. So, he has two coal trucks. And he got the broad idea to park one of his coal trucks next to the house and use it to climb up. That's a good idea. To the second-story window. It's a great idea. Yeah. However, the coal trucks weren't working. Neither. He had two of them, and neither of them were working. However, they worked perfectly the day before. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So. All because he said no to some fucking life insurance? Nobody knows. It it, it gets worse. All right. So, house is on hell of fire right now. And (laughs) so Mary and the daughter... Missing hella kids, got a hella fire, like, oh, poor George. I, I don't even know him and I already love him. So, <laughs> oh my God. So Marion ran to the neighbor's house and had them call the fire department. Mm-hmm. And you may be asking, you're probably not, but I'm going to tell you anyway, why they didn't call from their own house? Well, they be- trod. Okay. They trod to call and the phone wouldn't work. Well, it could be because the phone lines were melted into smithereens. They worked literally an hour prior. Oh, yeah, because the fucking phone mm-hmm. call. Mm. But their phone wouldn't like wouldn't work, period, when they tried to call the fire department. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So, it gets worse. The neighbor calls the fire department and no one answers. How does that happen? No one answers. Okay. Yeah. So another neighbor that saw the fire called the fire department. And again. No one answered. No one answered. What? Yeah. So another neighbor's like, fuck this shit. Drives into town at like two in the morning at this point to find the fire chief who then plays a game of phone tree. Uh Uh-huh. As they called it. (coughs) (coughs) Sorry. Go on. Jesus Christ. So... The fire chief called someone who called someone who called someone who called someone who eventually called the fire department and got a fire engine notified. Huh. But wait, there's more. The fire department that was less than three miles from the home didn't get there until eight in the morning. <laughs> what? When did this happen? It was around one one thirty. And they didn't get there until the fucking house was to the ground. Yeah. Ooh, I've just realized that I know this whole story. Holy do you? Shit, I do. Yeah, okay. Awesome. I'm more excited now. Mm. Do you know this story? I 
feels familiar, but I don't I don't think so. <sighs> you might have told me about it, Em, but I'm not entirely sure. It fucks me up. I'm not going to lie. Same. Yeah, it fucks me up. So, seven hours, you know, after the fire had started, home was already disintegrated, but who fucking cares at this point? Mm-hmm. And rumor has it that, you know, most of the actual firefighters were in the army and were deployed, you know, overseas and they were, there were volunteers. Yeah. But whatever. They still should have been there within seven hours, but that's just me. So the next day, it was technically Christmas day. The Sauters had assumed that all five of their children were dead. I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah. Like that, that's that's your first. That's where your mind would go to. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. The fire chief did a sweep on the house mm-hmm. and found no bodies. None? Out of five kids. Five. Five kids. There were no remains found. Is it possible that the fire just got so hot that it actually like just disintegrated the bones? That's what he told the family. Okay. He said, you know, it may have been hot enough to actually cremate the kids. Yeah. But there was never an official temperature reading. Okay, so there's of no how way hot to the really blaze tell. got. Yeah, that's interesting though because, oh, I don't know. That's weird. So, Jeannie actually asked later on um, someone that worked in a crematorium how long it would take for human bone to disintegrate or to cremate, mm-hmm. and he said at two thousand degrees. Mm-hmm. It would take three hours. Okay. I did a quick Google search. Okay. And human bone will not fully disintegrate. Uh-huh. It'll break up into fragments. And when you have a loved one cremated, yeah. they will take those bone fragments and grind them up oh. to go in with the ashes. Okay. So it would have to be even hotter than that. It yeah. would have to be so hot, like hotter than a crematorium. For at least two to three hours. The house had burned down within 45 minutes. Oh, shit. The house was gone within 45 minutes. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, fuck. That makes no sense. Where'd the babies go? And that's that's the question. Isn't that's it? the, the f- question. Yeah, where, where the fucking the f- kids? That's crazy. So, four days later... Mm-hmm. George bulldozed. Oh my God, this is just crazy. So he bulldozed what was left of the house and laid five feet of dirt over where the house was and made like a flower memorial for his kids. That's beautiful. It ugh, love George. So the coroner wrote five death certificates for the kids and stating the cause of death as fire or suffocation. But there were no bodies. That's crazy. No remains, no clothing, no hair, no teeth, well, no bones. Well, this is back in the day. They just had to go on assumptions, mostly. They didn't have a lot of DNA evidence. You know, they didn't have that yet. They still should have found Before they something. Cl- yeah, I guess. They should have found something. Yeah. Like, there's no way. <sighs> so, George and Jeannie are like, this ain't make no fucking sense. Like, why... Are none of our kids anything left behind? We have five, like five fucking kids in there, yeah, and not a single thing was left behind. It it didn't add up. So, Jeannie herself actually started conducting her own experiments, 
of burning animal bones mm-hmm. and what have you, you know, <laughs> yeah, to see how long it would take for their bones to burn. And each time she was just left with charred bones. Nothing she was couldn't ever get it hot enough. Yeah. Nothing was ever fully cremated, quote unquote. Wow. Yeah. So she also said that she noticed that there were several household items that were burned in the basement that were still identifiable. So. Wow. Yeah. So it definitely wasn't hot enough it, to burn bone then. Exactly. And that's when she asked someone at the cremation infirmatory. And he told her, you know, like, bones are still left behind. Like, there's no. Yeah, there's no way. There's no way a house fire could burn human bone. Mm-hmm. So, an electrician came by and told the solders, if you think back to the phone, and the lights being on an hour before the fire, Yeah, the phone was no longer working, the lights wouldn't turn on, their power lines had been cut. Not burned. <gasps> but cut. But cut. So, faulty wiring wasn't an option. Like, there was wow. no way. Wow. This was intentional. This was purely intentional. Mm-hmm. Wow. And another witness came forward and said they saw a strange man leaving the Sauter's house on Christmas Eve hmm. with tools that would that someone would use to remove an engine from a vehicle. I'm sure he didn't remove the engine. No. But, like, but he probably cut some fucking shit to make sure. Wow. That would explain the truck's not working. Uh-huh. So Marion, the daughter, found a large rubber item in the yard after the fire and George said it was something called a pineapple bomb made from napalm that was used in the war. <gasps> Wait, what she heard on the fucking roof. Mm-hmm. <gasps> oh, fuck, boy. Yeah. A loud clang and then it rolled off. Wow. Mm-hmm. So a couple weeks after the fire, George and Jeannie put up a huge billboard with the kids' pictures, ages, and a story yeah. about what happened. Because they obviously did not believe that they burned, that their kids burned in the fire. I wouldn't either. They had no doubt in their mind that their kids were still alive. Yeah. So they put up a $5,000 reward, which eventually was up to Mm 10,000. That's a lot of money back then, dude. It's a lot of money now. So So the soddings of the kids began shortly after. Mm -hmm. One woman claimed that she saw the kids peering from a car window during the fire scene okay so like while the fire was happening she said that she saw the kids in a car window watching it happen sure yeah all right lady yeah that was kind of iffy uh another woman that worked at a tourist shop between fayetteville and charleston west virginia Mm -hmm. claimed that she saw and served the children breakfast the day after the fire and that there was a vehicle in the tourist court with yeah. Florida plates that had the kids. Always fucking Florida. Always Florida. <laughs> oh, man. There was another woman at a Charleston hotel that claimed she saw four of the five kids the week after the fire. And they were with two strange men and two strange women. Interesting. All of, yeah. All of Italian descent. So she said they checked in around midnight and left early the next morning. But she also said she tried to talk to one of the kids in a friendly manner. Yeah. And that the man became very hostile and started talking to the child in Italian. 
saying don't fucking talk, talk to them. Yeah. Okay. Keep More than likely. Shut. Yeah. So in 1947, two years after the fire, yeah. George and Jeannie sent a letter to the FBI. And one of their agents said, like, yeah, we'll help with the investigation so long as local law enforcement and the fire department agreed to it, since it was a local case that they'd already handled. Yeah. They declined. Interesting. What the fuck? Law enforcement and the fire department said, no, fuck that. Like, we got it. Yeah. Okay, so this whole thing is just seeming like some kind of local setup because they disliked this family. And you said... Earlier. He was well respected, I but thought, the, the only thing that people in the Italian community did not like about him was that he voiced his opinion about the Italian dictator at the time. He didn't like it. So this is like a bunch of Trump supporters. Basically. <laughs> going basically. against liberal people or something like that. Like this is, wow, this is a whole community coming together and taking away this man's children because he disagreed with them in terms of politics. Maybe. What? We don't know. Or is it just this random cracked out guy? Don't know. Because he wouldn't buy the fucking health insurance. Probably. What in the fuck, dude? It gets better. Okay. Now this, this part kind of fucks me up. So... Obviously, the FBI wasn't allowed to help them, so they hired a private investigator named C.C. Tinsley. And Tinsley learned that the insurance salesman was actually on the coroner's jury and helped decide that the fire was an accident. What? Yeah. Helped the the dude that tried to sell him insurance. And said that his children were going to burn. Mm-hmm. Was what? one of the, the jury that helped decide that this fire was an accident. Knowing all this information now in current days and everything yeah. like that, how are, how, I'm, I'm flabbergasted. It gets better. <laughs> oh my God. So a local minister also stated that he overheard the fire chief, F.J. Morris, mm-hmm. stating that although he claimed there were no remains at the scene, uh-huh. he found, quote unquote, a heart. What? And buried, buried, buried it in a dynamite box at the scene. Why? What? I, I, that's bullshit. I'm going to call bullshit on that one. No. The, so, firefighter is claiming he found a heart of one of the kids and buried it. Yeah. So, the private investigator convinced the fire chief to show him where he buried the alleged heart. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, they dug it up and took it to a local funeral director. The funeral director confirmed it was beef liver that had been untouched by fire. But how does that happen? If it gets so hot to burn children, how is that tissue still there? It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't in the fire ever. Oh. It was beef liver. (laughs) What the fuck, dude? In a dynamite box. (laughs) Why? Oh, Jesus Christ. For what reason? So apparently, apparently, the fire chief brought it there and tried to bury it in the ashes in hopes that the family would find it and stop asking about the remains of their kids. Oh my god. What the fuck? And that they would just assume that, you know, the beef liver 
or whatever was part a, of their children, a, part of their kids, and that they would put it to rest. What? <laughs> why would they not start asking questions about why it was buried in a box? In a box. <laughs> These are some dumb motherfuckers, dude. It's West Virginia. <laughs> I know, but they're Italian. Exactly. I don't know if the fire chief was or not. Oh, well, whatever. Anyway, so... <laughs> fire chief wasn't Italian. That explains everything. <laughs> Probably. He's just West Virginian. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, the billboard stayed up. And over the years, tips kept pouring in. George saw a photo of school kids in a newspaper in New York and was convinced that one of the kids was his daughter, Betty. Wow. Yeah. He made the trip to New York and the parents are like, nah, what the fuck is wrong with you? And refuse to let him see the kid. Well, yeah, yeah. I get that. But <laughs> so in 1949, the Sauters brought in a pathologist from Washington, D.C. and had him reevaluate the scene. He found several burned coins and a partially burned dictionary. Okay. And also found several pieces of vertebrae. Okay, but vertebrae from what? This part is probably the wildest to me. Okay. All right, so <laughs> they sent the bones off, obviously. And the report stated that the vertebrae belonged to someone of a mature age, approximately 17 to 22. Okay. The oldest of the missing kids was 14. So huh. it's possible, but it's not likely whatsoever All right. that it belonged to the 14-year-old. Yeah. There was also a comment in the report stating that the vertebrae found had not been touched by fire. Whoa. <laughs> so there's a fucking dead body there that wasn't even the children. Part of one, yeah. What? <gasps> wait a minute this is gonna open up a whole other can of worms maybe this george guy that you are calling daddy and I love, love him. him so much <laughs> what if he's like i don't i don't murderer. think so then where did it come from okay so uh, if you think about it if just so happened that was the 14 year old's vertebrae they would have found other bones as well yeah. right of the other four fucking kids so the only logical explanation <laughs> is that that big pile of dirt yeah. that George got to make the memorial uh -huh. is probably where the bone came from. Okay. But where, <laughs> where the fuck did those bones come from? Like, Wow, dude. Where did he get the... I, I didn't want again? to dive into that rabbit hole. Okay. I really didn't. I, I had to stop myself. What the fuck, dude? I might look into it. So he accidentally <laughs> dug up a body and just so happened to place it. Yeah. What in the <laughs> fuck, dude? I want to dig into that. Did the I lottery really exist back then? Because Probably. this motherfucker should have played it. He should have played it. Wow. Yeah. That, that It fucked me up a little. I ain't gonna lie. Uh-huh. So now we have another dead body of a young, young person that's just chilling. Wow. Yeah. It is what it is. So... <laughs> The governor in Charleston and the state police superintendent told the Sauters that their search was hopeless and closed the case, period. Wow. Yeah. 
but they said fuck that and they kept looking for their kids. So in 1968, 20 years after the fire, Jeannie got a letter in the mail addressed solely to her and it was postmarked from Kentucky, but had no return address. Okay. In the envelope, there was a picture of a young man in his early 20s. And the other side of the photo was a very cryptic message. It said, Louis Sauter, period. I love brother Frankie, period. I-L-I-L, boys, period. A-90132 or A-90135. What? Yeah. That's it. What the fuck? So... They're like, what the fuck? And they hired another PI, right? Yeah. Had him go to Kentucky to look for any sort of anything, only to never hear from him again. What? <laughs> they never. Holy shit. <laughs> they never. The PI heard... went missing? Yeah. They never heard from him again. <laughs> what is this story? It's like one fucking... dead end next to another dead yeah. end. It doesn't make any fucking sense. He just sense. fucking disappeared. So. <laughs> But they did say that the kid in the picture, or the young man in the picture, had a striking resemblance to their son, Louis, who was nine when he disappeared. So he would have been 29 by now. Yeah. Curly brown hair, brown eyes, and the two had the same strong, like, straight nose. Yeah. And they had an upward tilt on their left eyebrow. So they're like, yeah, this this is definitely our kid. Wow. So, instead of letting the public know, like, what town it was postmarked in, yeah, in Kentucky, in fear of whoever has their children yeah. could hurt them, they decided to change the picture of Louie on the billboard to the updated picture that they had, mm-hmm. as they assumed it was him. So, George said, you know, they're running out of time to find their kids because they're getting old, too. Yeah. And they just want to know their kids, like, where their kids are. If they actually died in the fire, they want the confirmation that their kids died in the fire. Yeah, for there, sure. There's no, there are no remains. There's no evidence. Just this corrupted fucking town's hearsay. Yeah. That's what, that's what it seems like. Yeah. Wow, dude. So, unfortunately, George did pass away in 1968. Okay. And Jeannie built a fence around her property and added all these homes into her room. Wow. What? <laughs> added added what? all these rooms onto her home. Okay. To seclude herself. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it gets worse. Poor Jeannie. Oh, my God. From the day, like, the day after her children died to the day that she died. Well, uh-huh. her children went missing, should I say. Yeah. She wore nothing but black. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, only wore black to mourn her her kids. and like, Jesus ugh. Christ. Yeah. So, she died in 1989. And not long after she passed, they took the billboard down. So, the kids and grandkids, well, the remaining yeah. five children, came up with their own theories. They said, you know, maybe it's the Italian mafia. or Maybe. I thought that, too. Yeah, because he openly hated... The dictator. The Italian dictator at the yeah. time. So they're thinking maybe it's the Italian mafia. Mafia. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Italian mafia. So either that or maybe someone they knew abducted the kids. Yeah. But they don't know who could have or would have. They have no idea. No idea. Wow. Yeah. And they thought maybe if the kids are still alive, 
that they're not contacting their parents because they want to protect them from whoever, whoever took them. Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. What? So Sylvia, who was only two at the time of the fire, mm-hmm. last I read, she was still alive. I did read on an uncredible source that she yeah. had passed away recently, but you're not she, sure. Yeah, she would be in her sixties or seventies by now. Um. So from what I read, she still doesn't believe that her siblings died in the fire. Like. I wouldn't either. I think that it's a whole scheme from the whole town. That's yeah. my theory. Is that this is a scheme to get back at George. Maybe they were jealous of his success. Maybe he was into something the family didn't know. Yeah. Maybe it was the mafia. The only thing I can think of is it's a political thing and they wanted to get back at him. It's too... There's too much, like, happenstance and coincidence and everything as none of it adds up none of it adds up none of it makes any sort of sense yeah wow so but you'd think once they hit a certain age maybe they'd be i don't know let loose dude that's fucked up somebody cut the phone lines they ended up finding the ladder in a ditch like right by the house what yeah the trucks wouldn't start like Wow. There were so many things that just didn't make it. I mean, it points to someone doing this very someone intentionally. more than likely kidnapped the kids and used the fire to kill off the rest of the family. Wow. Or wow. tried to. Tried to. Yeah. yeah. Holy shit. Because if you think about it, they said, like, not as soon as the fire had started, they were screaming up the steps to their kids. Yeah. And they didn't hear anything back. That wouldn't make any sense. The door was unlocked. Lights were on. The phone call. Like, what if that was just a distraction? Maybe. Maybe, like, you said there was laughter in the background, right? Mm-hmm. Like, maybe they were snickering about what they were going to do. Maybe it wasn't, you know, an accident. Maybe they just wanted to make sure they were home. Ew. Yeah. That one That one bothered me. That's was... fucked up. That's the story of the missing solder children. And to this day, nobody... It's not solved. No. There's no way to solve that. That's insane. I wholeheartedly don't believe that the kids were in the fire. I don't either. Period. Like it's Point blank. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you guys enjoyed this episode of Mountain Mysteries, please, please, please let us know. We are still wanting some suggestions for future episodes. Um, We are hopefully going to be going to... um, uh postville cemetery oh that would be fun yes we've been there a couple (laughs) times maybe we'll make a video of it and post that as as well as the audio for the podcast um if that's something you'd be interested in let us know and uh yeah we will see y'all later y'all yeet y'all yeet